Welcome to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show, an exploration of what is beyond logical and explainable that actually empowers each of us to be creating, living, and loving our lives. What if the life that actually works for you makes no sense, is totally unpredictable, and goes way outside the box of conventionality? Would you let yourself have it? Would you like to be creating your life for more of what is truly possible? Join your host, Keisha Clark, for this week's adventure in Living Beyond Linear. <laughs> oh my goodness, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, amazing, delicious, magical world. Hello and welcome to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and oh boy, do we have a fun show in store for you today talking about something that it might not be appropriate to talk about, but at the same time, it's so totally appropriate to talk about, so <laughs> how much fun can we have? And you're getting a little pre, a little foreshadowing of um, my guest there. I'll introduce her in just a minute, and first I want to say thank you to all of you who are joining us, if it is your first time to join us here on Living Beyond Linear or here on Inspired Choices Network to begin with. Thank you so much. It is, if it is one of your many times to come play with us, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And please know that whenever you are playing with this conversation, you are a contribution to it, and I am grateful that you have stopped by. And I truly, sincerely desire that these conversations give you some uh, some things to play with. Uh, what we play with here on Living Beyond Linear is stop asking your life to make sense. And <laughs> I like to say, mm-hmm. start letting it make sense in the way that it makes sense to you. Because each of us has the way our lives will make sense to us if and when we're ready to let it show us. And that is what I'm having fun discovering in my own life experience and as I get to play with uh, clients and students and colleagues just on this big, huge, amazing adventure we call life here on this incredible planet. So um, if you're ready to stop asking your life to make sense, if you're ready to stop trying to figure out how to make your life make sense to you or anyone else, you've come to a place that you might find it to be a little bit of fun here for a while. And today is certainly no exception. We have a fantastic conversation lined up, <laughs> and it is about something that people come sometimes get a little bit wiggly about they can might blush they might you know get a little uncomfortable and uh, part of what I love getting to do is have conversations to create lives and realities that we actually know is truly possible and this is one of those conversations I am so excited maybe we'll be creating some more space for some of us uh, some awareness for some of us my guest today is julie o and she is oh my goodness amazing and we are talking about dirty pillow talk <laughs> are your boobs listening good morning julie how are you <laughs> good morning keisha thank you so much for having me here it's always fun to play with you Oh, my gosh. Thank you for coming to play. And thank you for being a part of a beautiful creation, um, in addition to all the wonderful, amazing magic that you are. Um, Julie has is part of an amazing team of authors who has recently released a book. Uh, Happy Publishing is the, the publishing company, and Erica Glessing is the publisher. And um, you're one of, I think, what, 15, 14, 15 amazing people yeah. who... 
14 um, of who us. brought their stories together. Yes, 14 beautiful, courageous people who brought their stories together in this beautiful book called Breast Easy. And we are celebrating the book and its trip to a, a number one position and, as an Amazon bestseller, an international Amazon bestseller. And uh, you can actually find a copy of that book uh, at, on Amazon. And there is also a handy link on this replay page if you are catching this as a replay. And uh, you can just click on that link and go purchase the book. It's amazing. I've been reading the stories, and oh my gosh. And um, Julie's beautiful contribution to the book is a fun story, um, a really tender story of becoming BFFs with your boobs. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So tell us a little bit about you, Julie, first for folks who may not know who the heck this amazing woman is. Thank you, Keisha. And this is probably going to be even more difficult to talk about than my boobs, talking about myself. So <laughs> I love the irony of that. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird, right? It shows you how weird things get when we talk about yeah. things that are uncomfortable yeah. So sometimes. So I'm actually um, a, a life coach and a breast cancer survivor. And also an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator and Bars Facilitator and Body Process Facilitator and Facelift Facilitator and uh, just enjoying the heck out of working with the tools of Access Consciousness in my coaching practice and creating change for people who are going through some really challenging things like breast cancer, like I did. Yeah. Wow. And... I love what you share in your story in the book, um, and I love that you made some choices that for some people might seem unconventional because we love unconventional here on Living Bound Linear. Um, <laughs> and I love that you're not, you know, you, you, you talk about it in a way with an ease that um, I'm, I'm aware not very many people have. And, of course, the beautiful name of this book even, Breast Easy, um, yeah. How many of us have ease with our breasts, whether we have breasts that protrude or not, right? <laughs> right. Um, how, how, many, how much charge is there around these incredible, like, mysterious and magical little, and in some cases not so little, <laughs> gifts <laughs> that we have on our bodies, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, and you had you experienced some of the not so little. So, uh, and that's I know that's a part of your story. But do you want to share about you? In pretty early in your life, you made a choice that it, you kind of started out in some con controversial area with your breasts. Um, so, do you want to share that uh, at this point in the show? <laughs> uh sure, sure. And so, I would guess that it started at puberty, and. Mm -hmm. I developed early, and I developed mm -hmm. in a big way, and just the whole puberty thing and becoming a woman and the hormones and the development of breasts and then getting my periods, it was all something that I remember being a little uncomfortable with, and it wasn't for lack of people not trying to convey to me all the appropriate and right information, you know, the health room talks, and then you talk <laughs> with your mom, and then I have a sister, and so, you know, she was a little bit younger than me, but, you know, I just remember having that feeling like, you know, this means I'm going to have to grow up, and, like, I kind of want to 
fly off to Never Never Land and be with mm-hmm. Peter Pan and stay, <laughs> stay young, you know, all, all the time. And what, right. I perce- what I was perceiving, I think, at that time was all of what you're just describing, all of the projections about what that mm-hmm. is, and especially right towards, you know, the chest area, right where kind of where your heart right. area is, you know, and yeah. so you're you're developing um, emotions and feelings towards other people and bodies at that time too, and then here are these things growing, and you know that whole area just seems to get right. congested with all kinds of energies. I guess is the best way oh. I could describe it, you know. And so, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So I would say yeah. that that was the first first recognition of a lot going on there. And, yeah. of course, you know, as things grew bigger, it's kind of hard to not recognize that they're not there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was, there was a point, like, in my late teens and actually in my, in my college years where I chose to have a breast reduction surgery. And the choice came from the development of larger breasts, from having the neck pain and the back pain that that was um, yeah. causing you know, uh, from the physical weight. And it wasn't until much later that I actually realized a lot of the energetic weight that had been building up there as well. A lot Mm. of that solidification of those energies there. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty daring and bold choice at the time. Yet if I fast forward almost 20 years from that point – the um mm-hmm. the kind and the amount of breast tissue that was removed during that reduction um probably and actually I could say I know that it really mm-hmm. contributed towards being able to um change the breast cancer that that I had especially since the cancer was found in the kind of tissue that a lot of the tissue that had been removed so had I not had 20 years, yeah, to develop the tools, yeah. to develop the awareness, yeah. to acknowledge what I really know about it, things might have turned out completely different for me. And yeah. that is yeah. kind of what, you know, my message, part of what my message is, is that to really follow your awareness and follow your knowing, and even if you don't get validation of it until decades later, just yeah. Wow. Keep going. Wow. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that you like you you didn't have like the perfect way to like communicate with your body to know about your body. I mean, and you were you you shared this too, you know, how much confusion and crazy insane points of view there were that you were so aware of in your body yes. in that period of your life. And still you chose to honor her in a way that you could at the time and I for me that's also a huge point it's like just honor your body whatever way you can at whatever point in your life you know and then how magical that 20 years later as you say um yeah. something came up that you had actually done something that in in the case of your body and your your particular energies and chemistry it actually contributed to you in a really big really expansive way so uh, wow just wow like there's i love that for me like part of what that illustrates and 
and examples is like we never know. Um, right. We, I love to say there's no wrong way to do something, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And there is no wrong way to to talk to our bodies, to be aware of our bodies, to to choose to honor our bodies, and that's one of the biggest things. It's like so let's let's kind of dive into this whole. <clears throat> First of all, let's share with folks this dirty pillow. <laughs> I love that <laughs> when you shared with me. So tell the folks who may not have already figured it out or gotten the reference where uh, the reference dirty pillows comes from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we were first talking when we were first talking about the title for the show. We, we were talking about that dirty pillows, and it really got me wanting to look up what pillow talk was the definition of it, mm-hmm. and I found a really mm-hmm. nice definition on the Urban Dictionary. It talks about cute talk between those resting on pillows. And so, you know, <laughs> it just kind of conjures up the girls, you know, in their pajamas and with, you know, a couple of drinks or snacks and just really having great intimate talks. And so I really, really love yeah. that. But then, you know, the dirty part of it is, right, we're talking about our boobs. And, you know, that's borderline dirty, right? And it also alludes to a name that I had adopted for my my breasts, my boobs, um, in my teenage years. Because that was when the movie Carrie came out, based on the novel by Stephen King. And anyone who knows that might remember that the, you know, mom was uh, quite quite hyper-religious and domineering Mm -hmm. and Carrie was Mm -hmm. trying to go to the prom. She had her prom dress on and her mom came in and said, I can see your dirty pillows. Everyone will. And so I just thought that was comical, you know, that she was calling these these wonderful things, and Carrie looked so beautiful, you know, in her dress. She mm-hmm. always had her body that was the covered best up. Mom could do. <laughs> yeah, and her mom was like, "I could see your dirty pillows," you know, and you know, making it totally wrong for her, you know. And Carrie yeah. then went said back to her, "Breasts, Mama. They're called breasts, and every woman has them." So I just yeah. thought that that was kind of fun to name the show about that. Bring a little humor, yeah. and you know, yeah. a little light a subject that. Yeah, and yeah. Really, really heavy, you know, and we don't need Hollywood and, to tell us that, you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like, you know, I was just, as you were talking, I was perceiving, like, how much of a, this sort of, um, uh, gosh, well, really, it's, it's sort of like, it, it is an intensity, but it's almost this um, juxtaposed kind of energies. You know, some of some people are in a place that they can have that lightheartedness about that kind of a reference or referring to breasts at all. And other right. people, I'm so aware, as are you, you know, that it is, it's like, it's still that thing that's supposed to be covered up and, or those things <laughs> that are supposed to be covered up and not talked about and you don't show them unless you're married or, you know, in certain circumstances. And and I, of course, I grew up in, you know, in theater. So, like, it was just, it was something else that we we saw, you know, it wasn't, I didn't, we didn't dance around in the nude or anything like that, but it was, you know, you have leotards on and they kind of V-neck, they're down kind of low. And I, mm-hmm. fortunately, I'm grateful I didn't grow up with a lot of that kind of immediate exposure to those particular kinds of points of view. Um, and I'm also aware that it was still really rampant in my, even in my early childhood and my teen years. Um so, like, as you were talking, something else that was 
kind of popping was how much of the the weight, you know, as you even referenced earlier, how much of the weight of those points of view uh, do we take on and and direct to our breasts, yeah, um, and to breasts in general, which is so bizarre. You know, we we have breasts. Who knows why we have breasts? I mean, really, like we think we know, <laughs> but it's like, what if we were just brilliant in designing our bodies and we knew that we could have like these multifunction amazing things as a part of our bodies <laughs> and we you know we just we chose to like create a way that you know if we chose if we wanted to choose it we could feed our children and if we wanted to choose it we could have fun with them in different ways you know like what if yeah. we're just that brilliant <laughs> exactly what if we are just that brilliant you know i think that wow. the significance of what you're talking about comes from when we start doing the comparison thing we're not sure about it so mm-hmm. we start looking around we're like what is this what are these things so we start looking around and then it's like um oh look at those they're different and oh look at those they're different and we're so entrained to do this comparison thing which could lead to judgment, which could lead to this weird kind of competition thing, and all of those energetics, yeah. you know, think about that, yeah. you know, and oh. and then making it so significant and placing the value on that, wow, mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of mm-hmm. conversations I've had with people who are like, well, I just didn't feel like I could do X, Y, or Z because I didn't look mm-hmm. good, so it's not just limited to the, your breasts. So your boobs, it's yeah. the whole yeah. body, you yeah. know, and how that body looks and appears. Yeah. And what we choose and based on or the, not choose or totally. avoid based on that. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and all of that, mm-hmm. which I will call ridiculousness, that is, you know, um, the definition, you know, what what defines us as women or not women is it comes down to the breasts. You know, that for a lot of people, yeah. breast is the example of femininity. And it's like, whoa, people. So so for all of you who are experiencing some intensity or you you just are incredibly aware as well um, of all of these insane points of view that come up when we just mention the word breast, not, and we haven't even gone into other things besides dirty pillows. <laughs> that we call yeah. them. Oh my gosh! And that's only um, one name. Be, yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, like, it's, oh my gosh! Would you all? Could we all just take a breath and just? I love the questions that you present in the book, Julie. Would you share those questions with us before we go to break? Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. uh looking for which questions that you had. The one in the beginning. <laughs> uh, thanking your body. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When was the last time you thanked your body? Thank you, Brett. Yeah. Wow. And if you haven't done so, would you please do so now? Mm-hmm. And when was the last time that you acknowledged that you had breasts? Yeah. And if you haven't done and so, and even if you have, would you do so now again, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just bring in the energy into that to acknowledging that so that you can actually have that communion and that connection. Yeah. And when was the last time you thanked? Thanked. Did I do thank? Mm-hmm. Acknowledge? Yeah. So grateful. Gratitude. Lots and lots of gratitude. Beautiful. Instead of judgment. Judgment and gratitude can't coexist, so let's choose mm-hmm. some gratitude. 
Thank you, Bobby. Oh, my Thank goodness. you, boobies. Thank you, boobies. I love that word. So let's just kind of let everybody have a moment with boobies. <laughs> like I said, whether you have them on your body or whether you do not, for whatever reason, what if that doesn't have to matter in this 10 seconds? What if we could just honor that, that that's one choice with bodies? And for everywhere we've made boobies like this separate entity beyond bodies, outside of bodies, not included with bodies or not including bodies with them, um, could we be willing to maybe shift some of that, let yeah. go of some of those interesting points of view, <laughs> and just allow, as Julie said, allow ourselves to have the gratitude that we have created what we have created with our bodies, that our bodies have allowed us to create what we've created with them, and that our our breasts, our boobies, our dirty pillows <laughs> have been a, a part of this for, for many of us. And um, so when we get back, I would love to be playing more with all of these crazy names we have and what are our bodies and our boobies um, really receiving from us, really aware of receiving from us, and um, have we even begun to acknowledge that? So you are listening mm. to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with myself, Keisha Clark, and my amazing guest, Julie O. We are here today talking about dirty pillow talk, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with our amazing girls, whatever we want to call them, whatever names we want to give them, and we and our girls are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> <laughs> What would it be like to function from the entirety of your existence? What if you included all of you in the creation of your life, the strange, the wonderful, and everything in between, with no expectation that it makes any sense? Keisha Clark invites you to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show, an exploration of what is beyond logical and explainable that actually empowers each of us to be creating, living, and loving our lives. Join in the adventures every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You are listening to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with Keisha Clark. Would you like to bring your question on the show today? Call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada at 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email your questions to Keisha at livingbeyondlinear.com. Now back to our show. Welcome back. Uh, I'm here today on Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with myself, Keisha Clark. I'm here with Julie O. We are talking about dirty pillow talk and are your boobs listening? Um, and I want to go right to that. So we've talked about some of the names, some of the insane points of view, this weirdness that we all deal with. And so what what are you aware of, Julie? I mean, now that you've been playing with the book, you've you've had the life experiences you've had with your own girls. <laughs> <laughs> what are you aware of with all of the names, with all of the references that are made to breasts? Um, what are some of the things you've noticed? 
Yeah, well, some of the things that I've noticed at that is it's quite um, unconscious to, and it's quite easy to actually slide into a space of adopting and taking on and buying the name, mm-hmm. the energy behind some of the names. And so while it may mm-hmm. seem just kind of fun and light and really innocent, there is a lot of projections put behind some of the names that when we kind of take them on can really be a positive thing or it can be a not so positive thing. And so, yeah. you know, some of them are like like boobies. We were having a really good time with that one. <laughs> it was kind of nice and light and <laughs> something that we chose. And mm-hmm. I'm aware that there were other names that um, people would call them, and it would be from a different position. So it may be from yeah. the the people that are admiring us and lusting after us, you know, and <laughs> that energy might come along with whatever name that they chose, like something mm-hmm. like knockers or tatas or <laughs> titties or gazangas, you know, and whatever the energy that comes with that if we are in the place of actually accepting or adopting the name, it might, the Mm -hmm. energy might come along with that. And so that's kind of what happened to me with the dirty pillows thing. I was like, Oh gosh, gosh, that's kind of funny. No dirty pillows. And Mm -hmm. anybody who's watched that movie can attest to the intensity of energy (laughs) that was being delivered from the mom around that, you know, and I hadn't realized that that's what I was doing, you know, and it's, and again, it's kind of quite innocent. And I'll share a story um, that my daughter has given me uh, permission to share. My daughter, Christy, Mm -hmm. um, when she was at the the gym where she used to work out, they, um, when she started developing breasts, she was on the treadmill and watching the other bodies working out and, you know, her breasts were starting to develop and she's like, I'm going to name this right one after the suburban um, white, you know, fitness woman, you know, (laughs) soccer mom (laughs) driving the minivan, right? And I'm going to name this other one, you know, after the sassy African-American girl that I see, you know, just working out every day and kicking ass and taking names. And Mm -hmm. at one point she noticed that they were different, different sizes, different shapes. And she came Mm -hmm. and she's like, yeah, I named this one this after this lady and this one this after this girl. And we were just like, oh. What? Wow. Because we also get the awareness of, like, you can actually, <laughs> you know, cr- create with that energy. One was different sh- shape and size. And wow. I was like, wow, um, you know, maybe could you, like, would you like to maybe, like, just ask them what they would like to be called? <laughs> and interestingly enough, it's been maybe a couple weeks since that happened, and it has changed for her. She feels like they're wow. evening out a little bit more and actually growing more into themselves. Wow. I know. Wow. That like, brings up a fabulous know. question. Like, whose boobies are you wearing? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> what have you <laughs> bought wow. that you weren't yeah. you weren't even aware you were shopping for? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. And look at what that is a part of the body. Like for, for this is interesting because I know that there's a parallel sort of universe thing um, with a lot of men with their penises. And it's almost like we want to we want to have someone else's breasts. 
you know, because yeah. we think of, we, we buy into the point of view that, or the philosophy that if we just had those, then everything would be better or certain things would be better. And yet, like, those might look totally funny on our body. Our body may, <laughs> may not work with those as well, you know. Um, so isn't it interesting that that's one, that's something, it's fascinating to me that we do that, that we pick apart our body and we put our body into, like, different parts. And then we have all of these insane points of view about if this was different. I, and I did it. I, I mean, I grew up dancing. So, of course, I was ridiculously cruel to my body for years and years and years. Um, mm-hmm. And I did that very thing. You know, my thighs, my butt, my shoulders, my hips, my, everything. You know, you, you kind of break your body into pieces. So, wow, yeah. the energy of that is just huge. Everybody yeah. everybody who's maybe ready to change something with this, anywhere and all the lifetimes that we've segmented our bodies into pieces and parts rather than just allowing our bodies to function as whole, amazing, beautiful, incredible, divine creations, wow, would you be willing oh. to just reassemble ourselves? Could we do that now, please? And Julie, would you like to treat us to uh, any kind of an access consciousness clearing <laughs> for those who desire that? <laughs> I was just waiting for you to ask me. Would love to do that. So everything that is and all that it's bringing yeah. up for you and all lifetimes, all dimensions, all realities, mm-hmm. will you now destroy mm-hmm. and uncreate all of that, please? Oh, yes. yes, yes. <sighs> right and wrong, good and bad, puck and pod, all nine, shorts, Boys and beyonds, times a godzillion, puck pot, puck pot, and puck pot. Really, something. Just this sense of all the bodies kind of coming back together. How much do we keep ourselves separated, not just from each other, but we we're so brilliant. We like segment our bodies into pieces and make it a little harder for ourselves to to do our lives, right? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And it's, you know, no wonder we have that sense of like running on empty when all of our energy Mm -hmm. is all parsed out everywhere else. You know, maintaining something, comparing here, judging there. Yeah. Wow. So when did you begin to have the sense of, of, your your girls were listening to you. <laughs> like, what what was was there something that you like had a moment and you were like, oh my gosh, they're just following my orders essentially. Yeah, well, that was actually when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I can say that that that's really wow. a very key and very clear example. I mean, I had up till that point been saying I am really sick and tired of blank (laughs) really sick and tired and you know up at at that point I had left um, a steady government job with a steady paycheck Mm -hmm. to start my own training and consulting business and then we started having kids so I and then I was the household I was working from home so I was the household manager the business owner and the mom who took care of everything kid-related, which anyone who has kids who are um, growing up knows that they have activities and school and stuff that they're choosing that is all part of their mm-hmm. lives that we were choosing as well. And so I mm-hmm. had pre- there was a lot of overwhelm and a lot yeah. of hard work and not a lot of play. 
And so my girls were definitely listening to all of that. And so, you know, when you say things like, I'm sick and tired, your body will say, sick and tired? Uh, Yep, we can do that. Order up. You know, it's like, so, you know, the choice of words in terms of the name calling and the choice of, you know, language in the words that you're using every single day in your life is really important from my point of view to to pay attention to. Because here we were and I was getting more and more tired. And of course, tired is just a general symptom. How many people today do you know Mm. that are not just tired? You know, yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, access has really contributed a lot to changing that for me. And I was just tired and they couldn't, it was non what they call a non-specific symptom until you can mm-hmm. find out something more. And so the story about how I actually found out um, that I had a breast cancer tumor was that I had just had a mammogram about two months before finding the lump myself. And the mammogram was clear. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it was that awareness again and listening to the body, right? Being in the shower and hearing, you know, having that compulsion, being feeling so compelled to do my own breast self-exam, which I hadn't done maybe more a a handful of times in my life to that point. Mm -hmm. And here I was in my 40s, right? And I did it and found a lump and did felt that like it was kind of weird. So, you know... Mm -hmm. They were not only listening, but they were also talking. And thank goodness that I was actually listening, you know. Wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what dude was, you know, meeting with um, the doctor and trying to find an appointment and trying not to get freaked out about it because the first thing I did was panic. Oh, my God, that's a lot. Yeah. Right where they find Like a whole new set of points of view. Yeah. Yeah. But it can't be oh the mammogram. The, ulti- the almighty mammogram said it was clear. Right. But oh my gosh! Freaking out, you know. So you know, calling a doctor, yeah. wanting an appointment right away to get it resolved, and finding out that there were no appointments for a month. But oh wait, the nurse says, "Hang on, somebody <laughs> just slipped me a paper that says the staff meeting at two o'clock is canceled. So your doctor's available then. Would you like to come in then?" <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> You know, and it happened like Magic that. much? <laughs> right. Exactly. When you're willing to kind of, you know, yeah, there, there's a little, I smell yeah. smoke. I, I'm now seeing the fire. If you're willing to walk towards it and in it and through it, that's, you know, the kind of magic that can get created yeah. by willing, yeah. to, you know, to your awareness. So, yeah, that's a, that's probably the biggest example of how I knew they were listening. Wow. Yeah. Wow give you clues. I love that. It and it, so much of what I've been discovering these last few years has been around the whole uh, as you're speaking to really allowing my body to be included <laughs> in the creation of my life, <laughs> which I did not do for the longest time. Um and and then there's just this amazement. Right. <laughs> I totally bought into the philosophy that, you know, it was never going to be good enough. It was never enough. And it was it had to be perfect. And it always had to be different than what it was, even though hindsight being so brilliantly clear <laughs> in the way that it is, you know, what yeah, it was supposed to be that. was always an illusion, right? Um, mm-hmm. It was never like something that was even achievable with my body. And... um 
but yeah, like allowing my body to give me information. So like you were getting that sense of check this, check this, even though cognitively and, and from a sort of linear perspective, you know, you had ticked the boxes, so to speak, but your body was like, was letting you know. And, and if there is no other thing that I desire to impress upon people or really actually be an invitation to, it is, would you begin to consider to to allow your body to show you the magic that it actually is? Yes. And so I, I love what you're sharing. Um, it, it doesn't, sometimes it shows up in the whisper. I think more often than not, it may show up in the whisper. It's us who's not choosing to be, on the whispering end of things. Um, and sometimes it does show up, you know, as a boulder through the windshield, so to speak. Um, yeah. But the body is always offering us information. And I'm just, I'm fascinated at, at how much our bodies actually can contribute. I see amazing things with bodies on a regular basis. And it's just phenomenal, truly. Um, right. regardless of the condition, too. So, like, when you were going through your process, your treatments, your you were making choices, um, you made some choices that, that might seem a little bit daring. Do um, you want to talk about that just a little bit before we go to our next break? Sure. So um, you may be referring to the combination of alternative practices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, already kind of being leery about the medicine now because I was like, mm-hmm. dang it, the mammogram didn't find it. <laughs> so what's up with that? <laughs> you know, And then listening to what, what they were prescribing at the time. Um, and, it, you know, I was under I, I was getting that medicine is around breast cancer treatment at that time was very regional, meaning like they had different hospitals or different researchers doing things. And so it was regional by the country placed by where they were doing the research. And it was also by how the insurance companies were choosing to do it. So I was along uh-huh. to an HMO and the mm-hmm. HMO had made a choice that all breast cancer gets chemo and radiation, that that's mm-hmm. what they were doing. And I really had a lot of resistance to the chemotherapy and I really had to, you know, this was before access. So I had to Mm -hmm. really just um, kind of go on my intuition, my gut that um, I was already starting to claim more of, but also doubt, Mm -hmm. you know, because there was no (laughs) external proof or evidence to that. Right. So it was like, uh, uh, uh. And, you know, I asked a lot of questions about the chemotherapy and I finally just got them to say, well, this is what we do for everybody. This is what the research in this area shows, and this is what we as an HMO do for everybody. And I was like, you know, that's not good enough for me. If you come back to me 20 years and say, I'm sorry, Mrs. Perkins, you have cancer from the chemotherapy we gave you, I said, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> you know, I said, it was just not going to work for me. You know, I said, so it didn't. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me because we had caught it early and there wasn't, you know, the margins around the tumor were Mm -hmm. clear because they test all the cells and it didn't make much sense to me 
to do that in radiation, a more targeted approach made more sense. Yeah, it was falling mm-hmm. prey to a lot of the pressure around what it meant to have breast cancer, to be a mother of young children and have breast cancer, which is, mm-hmm. is equivalent to, in a lot of people's worlds, a death sentence. And yeah. I, yeah. you know, I was really felt a lot of pressure to do the chemotherapy. So I did choose to do it along with some alternative medicine uh, from my naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist and things like that. And I actually only did three out of the four prescribed um, um, chemotherapy regimens, even though they were giving me a low dose. Mm-hmm. My body was really really having a hard time with it, really resistant. So whenever they said you might uh, vomit for a few hours, mine was like a few days. You know, it was like triple triple of whatever was happening. Yeah. And so after the third time, I just um, walked into the doctor and said, "Um, love ya, see ya, (laughs) bye, I'm going to radiation now. Love ya, not really. Yeah, I'm just like, he says, well, I hate to be a curmudgeon, but there's no data for it. And I said, I don't need the data. My body wow. is really speaking to, to about wow. this right now. And I had to yeah. have that announcement with close friends and, and my family members, you know, that this is an announcement, not a discussion. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> that. Yeah. Stopping. <laughs> and wow. I'm going on to radiation. Oh, and by the way, I'm late for my naturopathic appointment. Gotta go see ya. <laughs> just walk out the door, you know. So. They were shaking their heads, I'm I sure. Did. Yeah, it's like you know, and some of them were like, "Okay, this is your life," and others were like, "What?" You know, kind of like in the cartoons. Uh, mm-hmm. What? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I was gone before they could even realize it because I was out the door. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. But so I love that. Just, different I did yeah that I would say that, yeah. that was for me that just seemed kind of normal you know kind of yeah. spicy and sassy yeah. like that but I guess that really is different yeah really is different. well and part of you know putting it into perspective so to speak you know this was uh, before the the increase in all of the more holistic types of treatment regimens and yeah. programs and you know there were times yeah. that um, people didn't get to ask questions about their treatment at all, you know, um, and, exactly. and that treatments of things like cancer were brutal, um, you know, and yes. and so it's for for you to really be in that space of choosing to honor you and your body. That's a, that's huge. I mean, it's always huge. It's huge for us. It it creates something for us that only we can um it's unique to each of us you know like what gets created when we listen to and honor our bodies is something so potent and so amazing um and it is unique exactly. to each of us so and, uh, wow know, how much did my body know as well because it wasn't too long after that that the research in general started saying you know what every breast cancer diagnosis does not require both a chemotherapy and yes. a radiation treatment together. And I was yeah. like, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, what does your body know? Yeah. Exactly. And, and so what if more of us were willing to be listening to our bodies and, and, 
not to make our bodies right, not to give our bodies executive decision-making privileges. It's really that co-creation. You know, it's yes. you make this choice, you acknowledge this, let your body share this with you, make another choice, ask another question, you keep going. We, it, It's a partnership, for goodness sake. You know? exactly. We spend they are how many years with our bodies? <laughs> yes, and if you make them part of the team, instead of horsewhipping them, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and totally. treating them like like a like a a slave, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? So, exactly. Like you and with them, and say, hey, what do you know about this? You know, and get so really, really it's so free, different. Really, really. Yes, free. yes, and so much more freedom. I mean, yes. Wow, you know, I mean, listen, just for those of us who like have this moment here with Julie. Just listen to her. Like, do you get a sense of the energy of her and the space of her? There is this freedom. There is this confidence. There is her. I perceive your knowing. Like, you yeah. you have your body's back, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the beautiful. And it totally uh, has mine, you know. Yes, In the shower, totally. you know, check your breath, do that thing. Yeah. Like, what? I don't even know how to do it. I don't have the little chart. Cheat cheese. Like, yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> and she continues okay. to have your back. She continues to participate with you. You know. Oh yeah. Um and and so I love 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 that you're sharing this, that you're taking your message out into the world. I love this book. Breast Easy is such a beautiful book. And again, friends, if you are listening to this as a replay, just scroll down and click. There is a link for you to pick up the book. There's also a link for you to play more with Julie. And Julie, would you share with folks like what you have going on, what's coming up, what what yumminess you've uh you've offered to share with our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so we have recently moved from Colorado to Southern California, so we're setting up camp here atop of the mountain where our daughter is going to an art school. So we have uh we love to play out in nature and wow, what do bodies know about healing and what does the earth know about healing mm -hmm. and how can we play mm -hmm. together? That's kind of what we're looking to do is have a lot of um those kinds of experiences with classes and with um, kind of retreat sort of getaways up here atop on the hill, as they call it here in Idlewild, <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> so you can find out more by contacting me through my website at www.julieoperkins.com. Yeah. I would love and to I think we have an email link for you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and yeah. info at julieoperkins.com. So yeah, Perfect. and love would love to play more with this because really, you know, um, if you can look at it as play instead of hard work, and that's really where mm -hmm. I had been with my body and my breast specifically, is like I don't need more work or anything else to take care of in my life. And the irony being mm -hmm. that if you are actually acknowledging and being aware of the contribution that your body and your boobs are, that they will actually <laughs> contribute to you and it won't be work. It can be like play, you know, and we can yeah. release some of those. And you and I had talked about, you know, how much of that energy or how much of the That's, memory yes. kind of gets Yeah, I would there. love to go into that. Yeah. Sure. Let's yeah. do that. So, um, you know, even, has even some... you guys... Even though guys yes. don't think they have boobs, they have memories, yes. you know. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of energies that can get really stuck in there. Think about it, especially 
if you've ever hugged anyone, and if you've ever hugged anyone who's been upset mm-hmm. or really needing some soothing, and you've drawn them close and hugged them to your chest, mm-hmm. all of that energy can come into there. So one of the things that I like to do with my clients is have them place their hands in their chest area, men and women alike, and to ask for all the mammary memories that may be lingering there to just release them on three. Mm -hmm. And one, and a two, and a three. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and one, two, three. And can we can we take it to the beyond linear and let's just talk about uh, real quick all the lifetimes we've been uh, women, all the lifetimes we've been men, and all the different strange, bizarre insanities that we might have experienced and or created and or been on the receiving end of having to do yeah. with with memories <laughs> and all of with the mystery memories. the mystery and the magic. Uh, can we now include that in releasing those memories? Oh, yeah. Gracious. And, yeah. And everything that is and all that it's bringing up in all those mm. lifetimes, all those dimensions, all the realities, and any where we've vowed to keep everything close to our heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Close to the chest. Close to that wow. area. Will we now revoke, recant, rescind, reclaim, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all of that times a godzillion, please? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right wow. now, good and bad, pod, all nine, shorts, boys. And beyonds. Golly. I keep hearing, like, everywhere we're carrying the weight of the world in our breasts. Yeah. You know, it, you hear it typically with the, about referring to on your shoulders, but I get such a sense of, like, what we try to stuff into these beautiful creatures. <laughs> yeah, it's that, it's that healing and nurturing and caring that we yeah. all innately are, right? You know, we yeah. scoop up yeah. the little kitten. Right? And where does it mm-hmm. go? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and the the crying kid who's just fallen off the jungle gym on the playground, right? <laughs> yeah. We draw them in close yeah. right there too. Okay. Wow. People wow. who are, you know, having a really difficult time and really, really releasing and Leaking, as we call it in our house, mm-hmm. instead of crying, <laughs> you know? Yes. And that's coming towards you. And what's the first thing that we do? We extend our arms mm-hmm. and make that space, a space for them to mm-hmm. enter, and it comes all right in. Yeah. Wow. And so it's not to, to stop doing that. That's not the point. The point is is that yes. the energy can get compiled and stuck Yeah. and put yeah. on there so easily it's so i call it like the slide it's a little bit of a slippery slope you don't even realize mm-hmm. it. you think oh i'm just talking them for these five minutes while they're crying and they're upset and then they're, mm-hmm. they feel better and then they go away well you mm-hmm. know there's an energetic i'm aware of an energetic imprinting that can happen if we decide yeah. to i can take this for you make this feel better for you 
And so yeah. what I am inviting people to do is just, oh, yeah, be aware of that and just kind of clear it out. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be the container <laughs> that holds it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. And so mm. a couple more one, two, threes, wow. just to keep the energy moving there. One, two, three, and yeah. one, two, three, and one, and like you so astutely pointed out, it doesn't even have to be from this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it can be from all the other lifetimes. And yes, like they're saying in the chat room, it's the stuff that we can't can't get off our chest, you know? And yeah. like, what if it were as easy as just saying one, two, three, holding that chest area and just releasing mm-hmm. it instead yeah. of like, Blowing up. Ah, I gotta mm-hmm. get this off my chest. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Putting it back out there. Wow. Julie, and, thank you for go ahead. Oop, one more. And what a contribution this is to everybody else, not just our breasts, yes. our bodies. Yes. Everyone else. Yeah. When you get clear of something, <laughs> the people who are all connected to that same energy around you and in other lifetimes also get clear of it. So thank you totally. for choosing that. Thank you. That's, yes. I, oh, what, oh just yes. <laughs> <laughs> just yes. What if we could just say yes to our breasts? <laughs> what if we could yes. love them, whatever we want to call them? And what if no matter what anyone else calls them or how they refer to them doesn't have to apply to ours? We don't have to stick our own with that, um, as I say, no matter what your breasts look like, man, woman, it, it, this isn't about that you have to have them in order to appreciate this. This is um, this is really about like what are you willing and ready to um, to have with your body to create with your body and with bodies throughout the entire world. And what if there could be way more ease? Um, so thank you, Julie, for being willing to share your story with the world. Thank you for being a part of this beautiful book, Breast Easy. Um, thank you for bringing you to the party and all of the magic and the amazingness that you be. <laughs> oh, thank you, Keisha, once again for you having so me welcome. on the show and yeah, you for being so the gift welcome. that you are too. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. All right, my friends, make it a fantastic week. And how much fun can you have with breasts this week? Yours (laughs) or possibly someone else's. (laughs) Um, And I wonder how much ease that could be for you and what could that change in your life. We'll see you next week. I adore you all. Thank you for listening in today to Living Beyond Linear Radio Show with Keisha Clark. Connect with Keisha on Facebook at Living Beyond Linear for more offerings and events to play with. And you always have a standing invitation to join Keisha each week, Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.